Welcome back to the Outer Roses podcast. My name is Scott. I'm joined here by Aaron. Hello. And it's just us again. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. So tonight we're just going to do a quick team preview of Colorado and Houston, the Timbers' two upcoming opponents. Try to keep it short and sweet tonight. We'll see. We always say that and it always ends up way longer (laughs) intended. So we'll see how this goes. But how are you doing today, Aaron? Yeah, not too bad. Sun shining. Some of my flowers are starting to pop in my little pollinator garden out front. Looking forward to being uh, down at the coast and uh, Yahats. Oh, nice. Weekend. So that'd be good. Or get or get chats, depending yeah. if uh, you're from yeah, Oregon chats. or not. Get chats. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What are you drinking tonight? I'm gonna do mix up a little bit. I'm gonna have. I'm your Huckleberry lemonade uh, from Five Hundred Three Distilling. Yeah, so cocktail in a can. That that's a good one. If you haven't had Five Hundred Three Distilling, I th- I think they still have their setup in Oregon City. They used to be up on top of the hill by like the government buildings, like that red soils area. But I think they moved. Oh, okay. They, I think they have like a tap room now in Southeast. But if you haven't had oh, them, snap. try them. They're pretty. They're pretty good. Uh, yeah, and I and I should say like like uh, a lot of this stuff I've, I've stuff I've gotten from I've actually gotten from farmers market, which is kind of fun. They'll do tastings of farmers markets. So yeah, they definitely do it at the Milwaukee farmers market. They used to. Uh, which is the first place I saw him. And then Richard Richard knew about him because they're down the road from them. So, Yeah, true. Yep. All right. I am also not drinking a beer tonight. I am drinking a raspberry vodka soda from Wild Roots in a can. So it's, it's craft cocktail night at Outer Roses. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I'm going to crack this. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So tonight we're going to go over two upcoming opponents. We figured it'd be easier to do both in one pod because we're not sure we'll be able to get another pod out before the Dynamo game, which is actually on Wednesday. So we have Colorado at home on Saturday and Houston at home on Wednesday, right? Did I get that right? Correct. Back to home games. feels like it's been a while <laughs> with the break and everything. <laughs> so first team coming in, Colorado Rapids. We're first in the West last year. However, they are currently sitting at ninth in the West. So quite a fall from grace. I, I think we've talked about it a bit on this pod. We thought they were not necessarily overachieving, but they didn't seem like a strong first place team last season. So Robin Frazier's had a bit of a struggle this season trying to get the team together. They did have some big departures, but not, not enough that I would expect them to fall as much as they have. Uh, so last three games, win against Seattle at home, a 3-1 loss against Nashville at home, and then a draw 1-1 away at New York City. So not necessarily in bad form. I think Nashville is a pretty good team this season. I think think them shifting over the West has definitely made it harder on them, but I think they're still a pretty good team. So that's pretty respectable, especially a win against Seattle at home. I know that was... Was that pretty close to the cup hangover for them, if I remember correctly? Because this is like most of these games were almost a month ago. Like only one of them was right. recent. Yeah. And it probably is worth noting that they actually have not won on the road. They have they have taken two points from seven games on the road. So five, five losses, two draws. That being said, this is probably their best look at a at a way win coming to Providence. <laughs> yeah, but I was gonna say like We've seen a lot of these teams come in not playing well on the road and then show up playing pretty well at Providence Park. So it'll definitely be an interesting one to see. More importantly, weird formation. (laughs) 
Have you seen their formation? It's kind it's, of like a spinoff of a three, uh, a three, four, three. Yeah. They kind of, they, they kind of have almost like a false, I want to say quite a false nine, but, uh, but have someone almost plays more like a 10 uh, behind two strikers. Yeah. You know, kind of, a, you know, playing a back three, you know, a couple wing backs in that four. Yeah. It's a little, a little different, but uh, yeah, it's almost like a block of seven at the back. Uh, so you have the three center backs, you have two wing backs and you have two playing D mid. And then you have a trio of three people up front, essentially interchanging between Diego Rubio, Zardes and Lewis. And then they also have Michael Barrios, which we'll talk about in a second, but they've, they've also played him as kind of like a false nine up there as well. So when they do that, they usually switch to a three, four, two, one. So essentially the inverted version of their other formation, which is kind of interesting. I think it's different. Some of the key players you might know, Mark Anthony K used to be a standout at LAFC. He's a big part of their midfield. You also have Jonathan Lewis, who has kind of bounced around a bit. He he was pretty good at New York City, but didn't really find the first team that often. I think he had seven goals last year for Colorado. So he's not a bad player, but he's listed as a midfielder and a striker, which is kind of weird. But for the most part, it looks like Colorado's used him generally as a striker or a supporting striker, at least. The aforementioned Michael Barrios, XFC Dallas player. A guy we're very familiar with because he's often shredded us in the past. Destroyed us, yeah. Yeah, very technical, very quick. Uh, not necessarily a big player. I think he's like five eight or something. He's pretty small. But another one of those players that seems to give us fits. So wouldn't be shocked if we see him playing. And then also Jossie Zardes, former U.S. men's national player. I don't know what his status is at this point with the national team. It seems like he's not really cracking the team with you know Pulisic and everybody else there. So. He's he's not nearly the player he was when he was at LA. Like he had his stint at Columbus and it's kind of fallen off a bit. He I think he is listed as a DP for them still. I don't remember if that's the Columbus contract or what, but another guy that if he gets in form, like he's a very good MLS striker. So I know he's had struggles since since arriving there, but he's still a good player. But what what do you think about that? Those four as key players because this is such a weird Rapids team. It's kind of odd, you know, considering that. I mean, they they surprised everyone how well they how good they were last year. You know, there's there, there's definitely talent. Tell you with Mark Anthony K in particular, I highly rate. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of danger. You know, I I suspect I think we figured that you know as we sort of said that that Colorado would fall away. I don't think they're quite ninth in the West. Bad. But that being said, when we played against the Rapids earlier this season, it was a two 0 loss away. We definitely had our moments and it just felt that we were just not, you know, that professional in taking our chances. And this is where we saw Marvin Luria, you know, with the freedom of uh, Dick's Sporting Good Park, kick a field goal from about 15 yards out. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so this could have been, you know, we'll, we'll get into predictions here in a bit, but it's uh, no, I think, I think that the Timbers have got to be, got to be careful. And I, I but that being said, I, I'm not necessarily terrified of this Colorado team. Wasn't terrified of them last year. I know Scotty, when we were, we were at uh, Rapids home game last season, you know, which was the late, was the late Blanco equalizer two two draw. We almost threw away. That was um, that was the one we were down to ten men. We came back. Correct, correct. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, they targeted Bill, and Bill had an absolute nightmare at right back. But you know, they didn't they didn't fry. We sort of said the time is walking away. It's like you know, really, we we should have probably left with three points in that match. Obviously, beat him in the playoffs. I think we we survived that first half. You know, kind of half and just a bit more of an experienced team in the timbers, you know, found a way to win, you know, and he, but even the, the two, no loss earlier in the season to uh, Colorado away, they don't frighten me as a team. So they've got some talent. 
they can be dangerous. I mean, this being said, I mean, any team the Timbers should be facing should be, <laughs> they should be a little frightened of right now as they've got their issues. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've, it's talent. However, at home, and I guess, you know, I, I think we talked a little about this in the last pod, but boy, this is starting to feel like must win. And it really feels like they, they, these are these next two games are definitely must win games. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, four days for the Timbers here. Yeah, definitely feels like a must win, especially when you have a struggling team coming into your home. Like this is, this is the kind of game you need to win to get something going, right? Get some confidence in the team coming off a point that you blew a late lead. Like this is your chance to really turn things around and start climbing the table, especially because it is, it is pretty close. Like there's a lot of shuffling going around, going on around the Western conference this season versus in previous years, it's felt like there's five or six teams that are standouts and the rest are just kind of hanging out at the bottom. And this year is a little bit more competitive, but almost in like a bad way. <laughs> there's a lot more bad teams. It seems like in the West. Yeah, no, I, I I would say if you look at the yeah, I always like to look at uh, points per game. And you know, I think if you look at the West that, uh, you know, you've got pretty much Vancouver and below at 125, 1.25 points per game down to us in San Jose that are at or a little bit below one. It's just that's that's six, you know, mediocre teams. Yeah, or I guess actually seven to the back seven. I can't count seven mediocre teams, uh, you know, and I, and I would say that the rest, maybe arguably the top five i would say are pretty good in the west but i would say that you've kind of got a big group i mean that being said i mean the timbers are going to play houston colorado i think they've got san jose we have one or two got seattle in there i think as well seattle nashville but you know even those are i mean there's gonna be a way too those are gonna be tough but but really i mean i think that you know that uh this next run of games i mean really it's gonna be this will this to me will will determine the fate of the season if the timbers can't quite kickstart their season it's going to be a, it's going to be a long run in. Yeah. Um, it would take a pretty good miracle to, to climb back up. If we can't get like a substantial amount of points out of these, what four to six games, maybe one thing I did want to mention is like the, the thing that's interesting about this team is it's another team that doesn't feel like it has like a star. Like it's not powered by star power. I guess I would say there's a lot of like above average and good, like MLS journeymen. So like even folks like Steven Betashore and Keegan Rosenberry, sitting in the team like well-known commodities in the mls like very solid nothing flashy but just decent pieces so it's it's almost like a team of like journeymen that are being carried like a little bit by the cohesion of being in the league being familiar with the league being familiar with the players so i think that's going to make things interesting is i wouldn't be shocked if they actually play defensive in this one they try to make us break them down especially with that formation of that block seven essentially sitting back there i think it's gonna be tough for us to find chances but oh no without a doubt i I mean i think that's the way this this timbers team is right now i mean you saw how not to play against this nest play a high line with slow slow back line that kc did to portland because they'll shred you on the counter but this this is this Timbers team is just not quite good enough to break you, break a bunker. Actually, hasn't been for a long time. This has always been kind of, I would say, with the personnel we have. It's not that sort of team that just has that bit of finesse and tight spaces. So, yeah, I, I if I were Colorado, I'd bunker and counter. And I would, if I were any team coming to Portland, I would bunker and counter. I wouldn't be shocked if we actually end up with a better away record than a home record this season. Just because in this, we've seen this in the past. It feels like one of those years of you know, that if you can just sit in on a Timbers team, you're, you can get at least a result. Yeah, you know, 100%. So. so we should get into predictions. What What do you think this one's going to turn out like? 
you know, being that I've just kind of <laughs> written off the timbers, uh, I'm going to go two 0 win, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a, an inverse of what we saw against Colorado earlier this season in which it kind of just feels just a, a good enough, you know, result. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be good enough. And this going to be a must win. You know, we're going to feel okay about it. Do you have a wild prediction to throw in there with it as well? Yes. So it's going to be a bit heat wavy. And so I am going to have, there's going to be gross sweating from Gio somewhere on his, on his, uh, on a, a blousey type shirt. He's going to, he's going to try and think it's, he's going to try and go short sleeves roll up and but still maybe he's not going to do an undershirt. I'm not going to go that far, but uh, it's, it's, it, there's going to be some awkward sweating. Nice. That's a, that's a good one. I have, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the one all draw. I just have a feeling this is either, I feel like this is going to be one of those games that we're going to get hit on the counter and we're just spending the entire game trying to break down that block and try to prevent another counter from taking us. And I, I just have a weird feeling we're going to get like some sort of fluky goal in this one. Like, you know, bad, bad parry ball bounces around the box and people are stabbing at it. And it just kind of finds a way through. I feel like that's how this game is going to end up getting. Well, I want to say one because I don't think we're going to win, but I think that's how we're going to score a goal. For a wild prediction, I'm I'm actually going to go with an own goal as the Timbers goal. So I'm just gonna, I guess I could just say own goal. I'll just put own goal. I think that's probably good enough, honestly, because I <laughs> I, I could see either of these teams scoring an own goal, but I I just don't feel like the team is is fit and cohesive enough yet to make this one a win. You know what I mean? Yep. Cool. All right. That will be Saturday night at Providence Park. We'll move on to the next one. Houston midweek game. New manager, not not Tab Ramos this year. We got Paulo Nagamura coming in to take the helm. Had some spicy things to say about Tab Ramos after he took the job, basically saying like, yeah, he didn't know what to do with this squad. I don't know that Paulo's got it figured out either because they're currently sitting in 10th and very weird mixed result bag. So they have a 3-0 win against the Galaxy away. They have a 2-1 loss against SKC away and a 3-0 loss at RSL away. So a lot of like away games. And the one thing to note is they are playing Chicago at home in between us playing them. So that's this weekend. I don't remember which day it is, but just really weird like beating a an okay to better team of the galaxy oh i also forgot to put in there there's a 2-1 loss against orlando away so it's four away games in a row and then they play chicago at home and then they come here and play away as well but just a weird run of results where it's like some of those seem they should have won and i feel like they probably shouldn't have beat the galaxy this team's a mixed bag i i don't know what what are your thoughts on that yeah, it's um I mean this is just again one of those kind of just not great uninspiring teams in the west this season. And it's kind of funny cuz you know you you look at kind of you know some of the players that feature you know Pico, Darwin Quintero. Again, we talk about the Willie Anderson moment of the season. I couldn't remember Quintero's name. <laughs> yeah, one of the best things ever. But I mean, good good player. I mean, they've got I mean, it's another one of these teams that has talent doesn't have a standout star though. I mean, I would say a veteran guy in Tim Parker is definitely some, someone I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, downplay, you know, Memo Rodriguez, Sebastian Ferreira, decent players, but I think it's just, it just feels like this is not a team that is uh, remarkable. I mean, the, the, the Timbers drew away two months ago against Houston, Houston away. It was a game that you felt that the Timbers, when they had the lot, they put the last 15 minutes 
plus added on time with a, a, a man up and just didn't even look like they were going to add a couple of half moments. Didn't really look like they were going to score. So I don't know. It's again, it's a less than inspiring team. I mean, obviously we should probably mention Steve Clark, who I think will get a, a, a very good warm reception. I have a funny feeling he's going to play lights out in this game. I wouldn't um, be shocked. I mean, that's, that's a big drive. Of a lot of players It's like, you want to show up against your, your former team. And mm-hmm. especially the considering we moved on from him to a guy that looks like a pretty significant step back right now. I do want to mention real quick, they, they do play a four, two, three, one. So more of a standardized formation. I feel like you see across the league. So that's going to feel pretty familiar. I thought it was interesting that they have Sebastian Ferrer because they actually spent money for once, which is rare. So they actually have a DP striker. And I think he's got six or seven goals already this season. So he's actually pulling his weight. But I think most of those goals, like he had a couple games where he had like two goals in a game. So he's not firing like every single game, but not not bad. And then, like you said, Memo Rodriguez has always been pretty good for them. He always gives us trouble as well. And I, they kind of play him almost like in a Valeri role right now, it seems like, where he's a little bit more of a playmaker who can also get forward. So I think that might be dangerous for us because we seem to struggle when they have those players that are really good with their movement. Like, or depending on the center back pairing we have, like they really struggle with that kind of a player. So I could see that causing us problems. Other players, they have, well, the only one we didn't mention was Corey Baird, who's also a very solid player. But yeah, I mean, Tim Parker's great. Like, still pretty solid pico has always been pretty good so like this is a team of i feel like this team looking at the team sheet feels better than colorado to me and i don't know why i don't know if it's just because they do have like an attacking threat in ferrera or this is just a team we always struggle against i don't know why one one thing i did want to say is boniette garcia finally retired so we don't have to mention him <laughs> after like a billion years but congratulations to him he had a good career but, but yeah, I, I just don't know how I feel about this. I feel like this is a game that I feel like out of the two games, this feels more winnable to me. And I don't know why. And I think it's just because they've had a weird run of away results. They do maybe get a confidence booster about playing Chicago at home, but I think Chicago will beat them. So they might be coming in pretty low on a four game losing streak coming into Providence Park. And I feel like after the other home game coming into midweek, get some rotation, get some different guys in there, freshen things up. I, I feel like this is a good opportunity to get three points, but they got to actually follow through and actually play on the field. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I do feel this is, this is very winnable. I mean, I, it feels again, like this is these next two games in particular that you feel like you have to go win, 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 draw. I actually think would be a disappointment. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Cause you would say that they've been unbeaten in three. But I just think that this is, uh, you know, four, four of the next six matches are going to be four of the best looks the Timbers are going to have for for uh, 12 points. So, yeah, and I think this will be interesting, too, because I think by this point, they're probably going to have to give Mora a lot more time or maybe we even see Mora start this game. I don't know that Mora is going to be ready to start the Colorado game for as like limited of a role as they gave him in the other game. It just makes me feel like they're being very careful about bringing him back. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw maybe like 15 minutes from him in against Colorado and then maybe like a 60-minute shift against Houston, depending on how they're feeling about it. But I think that's our key to victory if we are going to beat the Dynamo is get the offense going, get Mora in there. And then I, I would honestly say I'd rather see Nathan come in as dispel 
Mora for 30 minutes just because a little bit different, you know, uses pace, uses runs against a tired team after 60, 70 minutes. You know what I mean? So I don't know. This one, this one just seems like it had, we have a better chance, but I hope Steve Clark gets a good reception. I hope the fans give him a good cheer because he deserves it. He's been great for us. I forgot that he reached two cup finals with us. Yeah. Two, two MLS cup finals. Sorry, let me clarify. But yeah, so I mean, just all around solid team. I feel like this is one of those teams that probably should also be higher in the rankings just based on their roster, but it, it doesn't sound like they put it all together at the same time. So what are you thinking for predictions? I'm going to go a little bit like yours. I'm actually going to go one nil win Timbers, which is pretty bold because now I'm going back to back clean sheets. But I'm going to go one nil Timbers, and I'm going to have that the Timbers goal is a deflected goal. Okay. I think that's a good one. I am going to go with a Timbers 3-1 win. Ooh. And I am going to go out there and say that Mora gets his first goal of the season this game. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, Timbers Timbers two games the next week. I know it's a little bit shorter of a pod, but we just want to make sure we got this out because really been not not producing the <laughs> previews we've been wanting to, and the timing's been tough to get these in. So figured we'd throw this one out there to make sure we got ahead of the games and not release something after some of the games but likely probably not going to be doing another pod until after the houston game or the night of depending on how things work out anything else for tonight aaron i'm going to add, ask you one one other question we've, we've talked a lot about center backs in the back line do you think zach mcgraw gets a game in the next two games i think he has to i think i think he I, has to or when do we get bill back i think bill bill i would imagine we would be back okay we're, we're through international break now so uh i have to imagine after that last game with the way Mabiala played, I feel like you can't trust him against either of these teams. Like even though Zardes hasn't been that great, I feel like if Barrios is out there, he's going to absolutely shred Mabiala. So I think you got to think about playing Bill and maybe Zuperich if they're not going to give McGraw a game, yep. and then do Bill McGraw for Houston. Uh, yep, I agree. But I, I just feel like we we got to get some museum guys in there because that's you know when we were playing our best on defense is when we had them out there. So I don't, I don't know. I know McGraw scored the other day for T2, which is great. So maybe that should, gets him a bit more of a consideration because we can't score unless it's a center back anyway. It should note that is the first T2 win since 2020. 20, yeah. Pretty. I know they haven't played, but still that is pretty remarkable. That's pretty bad. Uh, it is really bad. It's not a, very uninspiring. We're thinking about like, usually we're like, ah, play the kids. You know, the kids are all right. And it's like, uh, you know, I, I do. I've not watched play any some kids play some, <laughs> some of the kids are all right. Yeah. Some of the kids uh, are all right. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but tune in this week. You got Colorado on Saturday, Houston on Wednesday. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you all in a week. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye. Aaron. Goodbye.